The non-stop machine that is Dolly Parton is back with her first uh, ever rock album. 50 years and counting, still making headlines, ticking new boxes, 11 Grammys. Stop counting country music awards, 100 million plus sales. The most honoured female country music singer-songwriter of all time. Rockstar, her 49th album is out tomorrow. Dolly Parton is with us. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. What are we doing up so early? Oh, well, I've always, um, you know, I always get up at this hour of the morning. That's how it works, I'm afraid. Listen, congratulations on the album. Let me first of all ask you, when you can sing anything, pick any song, you know, how do you start? Well, you start by choosing songs you especially love. And so then you think, well, am I going to be able to sing this song good and make the rock person that I'm going to be uh, stealing from proud? You know, because I know that was one of the things I thought, well, if I'm going to do a rock album, I've got to do it well enough to where the rock world will think, wow, you know, that's pretty good. Instead of thinking, oh, another country singer singing a rock album. But I really worked hard and I wanted to choose the songs that I felt that my was suited to my voice in my in my range and and uh, some of them to have the the emotion that I wanted so you just start out by saying oh what song do I love I love uh let it be you know by the Beatles and then you say yeah that's a good one and then you think oh and then you think of another before you know it you've got 30 songs that you like and what about the artist's concern and and how you deal with them well actually uh was really impressed with a lot of these artists. I did not get to work personally with all of them. You know, this day and time, everybody records mm. so different. Some of them had to do their part in their studio, and we'd talk by phone or whatever and say, well, you know, what about me singing here or whatever we would do it. But then some of them actually got to work with in the studio, and that was that was fun to actually get to stand there, get to talk to them after, you know, behind uh, behind the scenes, so to, so to speak, but to really get to know the people and, and to really you know, kind of make a, have a bond with some of these people that I really had always admired and I realized that I really liked them. How many did you know, you know, as in like genuinely know? I did not genuinely know any of them. Wow. Uh, I mean, as far as saying that I know them, I'd met Paul McCartney uh, on separate occasions, on different occasions, I mean, through the years. But we'd never worked together. Elton John, I guess I knew Elton a little more than some of the others because I'd worked with Elton on different shows, not with him, but during, you know, I actually did sing a song with him on the CMA Awards years ago, uh, and he played and I sang. But so I would, I would actually uh, couldn't honestly say I knew anybody other than Cheryl Crow and Emmylou Harris that I knew personally. The ones hey. they sang with me on. Uh, uh, you're no good. The Linda Ronstadt song, I paid tribute to her. So how do you approach that then? Because, I mean, everyone's got an ego, right? So do you park those egos at the door? Do you get a little tense? Are you unsure of how it all works, how it's going to gel? Yeah, well, you worry about that. And I didn't want to put anybody on the spot. I didn't want to just call somebody up and say, hey, would you sing on my rock album? In case they really didn't want to, but they'd feel bad, just have to say no or feel embarrassed or whatever. So I went through everybody's managers. I wrote a little personal note to everybody saying what I was doing and saying, I'd love for you to, you know, sing with me that I've recorded your song or recorded, you know, this or that, and would love to have you, but please don't feel bad if you, you know, if you can't, but if you could get, you know, and I left my number and left everything to, you know, give me a call and they did. So everybody genuinely seemed happy to do it. Uh, and sometimes some of the ones we ran out of time, I didn't get to get all the people that I wanted. 
because I had a deadline because to get in the um, you got to you got a six month wait for your mm-hmm. vinyls, so you got to get that to press. But anyway, it was just fun working with the different ones, like Ann Wilson when we were in the studio singing together. I mean, it was amazing just to think I'm getting to sing with Ann Wilson, or like with Stevie Nicks, she came down, and stayed a few days in Nashville with Cheryl Crow. They're big friends, and so she'd come by the studio while I was working on other stuff. And so I really got to know uh, some of these people, and I liked them. And what about the interpretation of the songs and, and, and the import, or do you just have an idea as to how you're going to do it? I mean, what are the rules around that? Well, I've worked with Kent Wells, who have, he's been my musical director and guitar player for 30-plus years, but I knew he was a secret rock and roller. And so I chose him, and I knew I'd be comfortable with him, and he picked a great band to do this. But he was saying to me, now, Dolly, this is rock music is not like country. I know a lot of people think it is. A lot of country people sing rock and roll songs. But if you're going to do true rock and roll, you know, you can't, you know, country people kind of sing over the beat or wherever they want to or, you know, and phrase it. He said, but you really need to kind of be true to the song, as true to the melody as you can be also and still be yourself. But you need to stay on the beat and you need to, you know, really make it in order to make it really rock. So he was very helpful to me with that because I have a tendency to just sing, you know, wherever and however I do because I just love, you know, to sing. And that's just my style. But you can tell it's me, but I tried hard to to try to stay in my lane, so to speak, in that mm. in that vein of rock and roll to be true to the song and not to stray too far away. Now, you're a smart woman, so I'm sure you've already thought about this, but 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 the people you couldn't get, I'm assuming that leads to volume two, volume three, volume four? No, God, it's 30 songs. Why would I ever need to do another rock and roll album? I always said, I didn't intend to do 30 songs. I was just doing all these songs on a demo scale, and I was just kept doing songs that I really liked, that I thought, well, I'll do all these songs, and and I, they kept going and going, and I thought, and then we'll condense them down, and we'll pick the ones that are the very best. And then one day, Kentwell said, Dolly, you're going to have to stop. You know, you can't do every song that's ever been recorded in the rock and roll field. So I did quit, uh, and then we started. I said, well, what are we going to leave out? Then we started listening. We thought, nothing. We can't leave nothing out. You know, they're all good. And then we thought, well, well, we got a few bonus tracks. We did, we did, there were a few that we thought, well, I guess we could save that for bonus tracks. And yeah. But anyway, I thought, well, I've never done a rock album. I'm never going to do another one. Never going to need to. They can do compilation albums from now on on this. Long after I'm gone, they can still do that. So I won't be doing another one. Okay. Uh, big country fan, of course. And I look at the names like uh, Dolly, Luke Holmes, Chris Stapleton. He's on the album. And I'm thinking it's got to bring you like huge joy to see how fantastically successful country music is these days. Oh, it does because I've loved country music all my life. Even back when everybody was just saying it was just ass-kicking music, you know, the boot-scooting music and all that. But I loved it. I love the rawness. I love it, all the Hank Williams stuff and all that. But I've loved watching it grow, too. And I'm just proud, you know, that those people want to have that title of, I'm a country singer, I'm in country music, because that's my been my whole life. That's why it was so weird, you know, when when they said they were going to put me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I thought, well, I am not a rock and roll. I don't, I don't deserve that title. But then they... You know, they kept saying, well, it's people whose music has influenced other people through the years. And so I accepted it gracefully, but I still thought, 
I need something to go with it. <clears throat> but I still think so many country artists, and I'm sure you'll agree, so much of the country music today sounds very rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, those, yeah, so it's really a fine line with some of the artists. Last time we talked, you had that fabulous book about your songs and the stories behind the songs. And in those days, I guess it was categorizing things, wasn't it? Was it bluegrass? Was it folk? Was it country? I think we've moved a little bit beyond that, haven't we? It is it, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is, but there's always those flavors. There's still those bluegrass singers and those bluegrass bands are going to always be that. And there are people that come that just want to be that. Then there's that old authentic country music that's going to always be you know, the ones that want to, just like how George Strait was, you know, years ago. Mm. I mean, there's going to always be those artists that, that really want to say, I'm doing this kind, I'm doing that. Bluegrass is bluegrass. But you can most definitely take all of those elements out of all of those things, even the mountain instruments and whatever, and you can produce something and arrange something where it does have all those elements. But there's going to always be the categories, I think. Uh, but country music is is very big, and it's I think it's the biggest music. I mean, what keeps you going? So, I mean, I get the rock and roll thing. That's a thing you haven't done, so let's tick that box. Uh, you've got the book about your life now behind the rhinestones and all of that. But 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 why do you need to keep going? Well, because I'm living. I'm creative. I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I'm very passionate and very energetic, and I have to focus that on something. But every new dream kind of spurs another dream, and that's like fuel, you know, to an eternal flame for me. And so every everything is a, is a song, is a rhyme, is a business deal. My mind just works like that. And, you know, I have all these chances now that I have my brand, as they say. <laughs> you know, it's like you live long enough to where you become like a product or you become like a... And, you know, you can have all these choices. Like I, I can sell cake one day and rock and roll records the next. And, you know, that's a great feeling to be able to, yeah. to have lived long enough to have maybe earned a spot where you can get away with it or at least uh, not get away with it, but that it's it's important. People know know you well enough to know if you're going to put your name on something, you can pretty much believe in that product because they know you're not going to embarrass yourself, you know, by putting something out that's not good. The cake's going to be good if I'm going to sell it. Now, when you look at all you've achieved, you know, in your life and your career from from where you started to to what you've ended up doing, uh, do you still think about how amazing that is or you've sort of just got used to it? Uh, well, it feels amazing, but I don't dwell on what I've done. I'm dwelling on what I'm doing and what I've got to do. I mean, that's the past. I'm still looking to the future. I appreciate all of that, and I've worked hard for it. But I wake up with new dreams, and that's what excites me, is leaving something in the world today that wasn't there yesterday. And we don't know how long we have. And it's that old saying, it was like making hay while the sun shines. You don't know, especially when you get my age, you don't know, you know, anything could happen. So I'm going to go just as long as I can. And I'm going to, I'm going to create as much as I can. I'm going to leave as much good in this world as I can, whether it be in music or just stuff that I do. But I just feel like it's my duty to make the most of myself. (laughs) And I just think, well, if I don't, nobody's going to do it for me. But I'm, I, I like to think I'm doing good stuff for other people too. What I'm doing gives other people jobs and other 
mm-hmm. you know, opportunities too for my family or for my friends or for the people that work with me. And I, you know, I get a great joy out of just watching all these people in my life do all these great things. So much of so many great people make me look awfully good. I couldn't do all of this by myself, but I, I appreciate it. <clears throat> but I still, I just still enjoy. Uh, working. I have to work. I'm a worker. I'm like my daddy. I'm not surprised. Hey, listen, fantastic to catch up with you again. Appreciate it so much. Go well with Rockstar and we'll talk again soon. Dolly Parton out of Nashville this morning. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.